Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, June 28th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm David Escobar. And I'm Jaya Joyce. And here are today's headlines. For the second time this summer, New Yorkers are expected to face poor air quality conditions around the tri-state. Unprecedented Canadian wildfires have already triggered severe air quality conditions in the Chicago metro area and around the Great Lakes. Over 300 wildfires continue to burn around Canada. Governor Hochul is issuing air quality alerts upstate and Mayor Adams is warning New Yorkers that the city's air quality may get worse today. That's partly due to the smoke mixing with the recent hot and muggy weather. But there is an end in sight. Winds are expected to push the smoke out of the city just in time for the weekend. You can follow along for air quality updates at airnow.gov. Thousands of travelers have been stranded at New York City Airport since this past weekend. Delays began piling up due to summer storms and a fire in an air traffic control facility. Over 3,500 flights were canceled from Sunday to Monday, and almost 350 flights have been canceled just this morning alone. This comes as a busy July 4th travel weekend approaches. The votes are in for New York City's primary elections, with two big stories unfolding late last night. For starters, incumbent council member Charles Barron of Eastern Brooklyn appears to be heading to a disappointing defeat. He and his wife Inez have alternated holding that seat for 20 years. And up in Harlem, Youssef Salam is expected to win the Democratic primary for District 9's city council seat. If you don't remember the name, Salam is one of the exonerated members of the Central Park Five. But the real talk around this election is the handful of races that are going to come down to ranked choice voting. The first tally for ranked choice voting will take place weekly starting July 5th until a candidate secures more than 50 percent of the vote. Small businesses define neighborhoods in the Bronx. They characterize the areas and create an eclectic and diverse borough. Rob Walsh is the president of the Bronx Economic Development Corporation, and he's helping revitalize these companies. WFUV's Maya Sargent sits down with Rob to discuss the future of small businesses in the Bronx. Firstly, I thought you could just start by telling me a little bit about your role as president at the Bronx Economic Development Corporation, like what that includes and kind of what is the organization's main goals. Plain and simple, the Bronx Economic Development Corporation has been charged with helping making the Bronx a better place, uh, promoting economic development. And that can mean uh, private investment. It could mean public investment. It means helping small businesses who are looking to get capital. It means helping to promote some of the you know mom and pop shops that are, that are looking to survive and encouraging entrepreneurship. And what do you think are some of the values that small businesses bring to a place, especially like the Bronx? We have over 200,000 small businesses in New York City. You know, many of them are in the Bronx, but they're, they're the backbone of the economy. They're, they're, they're what give the character of uh, a neighborhood, of, of a community. But at the same time, you know, often small businesses are left out. You know, we saw it during the pandemic, the struggles of many small businesses who were looking to get loans, looking to get grants. We have work to do in that area to make sure that our small businesses are getting the resources that they could continue to survive, but also continue to grow because they are the job generators. They are the ones that make the Bronx great. 
Absolutely. And how do you, I guess, with your team, hope to facilitate that process to help incorporate more small businesses and keep small businesses going? We have to have the tools, right? Uh, We have to have the tools to make that happen. Let's face it, a lot of our banks right now in this environment are tightening up loans and their credit to small businesses. If you're a small business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a startup, if you're a business that is making under $2 million in revenue, for the most part, you're being left out by the uh, big, bigger banks. So we have to get working capital to these small businesses and we need the resources. So the, these are the specific steps that we've taken. We've gone to the uh, Small Business Administration, the federal uh, government, and we've now recently got approval for something called the Community Advantage Program, which allows us to supply working capital loans from $5,000 to $350,000 for businesses, especially locally owned small businesses that continue to create jobs. And this is the area of our focus. What do you think are some of the key resources that a small business needs in order to survive and thrive? I think there's three three key focuses. One I've, I've touched upon and I, and I hit this one home was capital access. I think the second one is navigating government. And navigating government sometimes means for government to get out of the way and making it easier for businesses in our city to, to grow. Sometimes that means elimination of petty fines. The other is making it easier to um, do business. Um, I, what would you say to people who maybe haven't visited any small businesses in the Bronx? What would you say, what makes the small businesses in the Bronx so unique? We are being uh, infused by entrepreneurs or by uh, a creative class that are making things happen. Our neighborhoods have so much character. It's something that you can't contrive. You can't manufacture. It's something that is really special and you have folks who are giving their heart and soul and making that happen. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent talking to Rob Walsh about small businesses in the Bronx. Daniel Penny pleaded not guilty this morning in the fatal chokehold of a man on a New York City subway. The former U.S. Marine was charged with second-degree manslaughter in May. The victim, Jordan Neely, was allegedly acting erratically on the train. Penny says he choked Neely to protect himself and others. Although Penny was initially charged in May, he was arraigned on a grand jury indictment on updated charges today. And on this day in 1986, Wham! played their farewell concert at Wembley Stadium in London. The duo had actually already announced their breakup, but they promised fans one final show. George Michael and Andrew Ridgely played to a roaring stadium of 72,000. They even brought out British pop royalty Sir Elton John. Up next is our weekly music segment on the What's What podcast that delivers the latest music news. We have WFUV's Rosie Lenz here to tell us all the latest headlines. We heard there's some news on the case between Google and Genius. Google has defeated Genius in their four-year-long court battle. Genius is a song, lyric, and music knowledge website. In 2019, they sued Google, claiming that the company copied exclusive material from Genius. But Genius lost. Did they give up? 
Not even close. They kept arguing against the ruling. The case made it all the way to the Supreme Court, which denied the petition. And Genius lost the most recent ruling last year, so it's a win for Google. There's some more news about AI and music. Sony Music created an executive role dedicated to AI. Jeff Taylor is the new executive vice president of AI at the company. Taylor will be in charge of all business involving artificial intelligence. But it's not yet clear what he'll be doing since this area is still evolving. What brought this addition? Well, if you remember the decision that the Grammys put out last week, this is the result. The Recording Academy decided that music with AI can be considered under certain restrictions for a Grammy Award. They're allowing artists to experiment more with different sounds. It opens new opportunities for AI in music. It sure does. And what can we look forward to coming up? There's so much happening over the next few months. Fans can expect new music from Lil Uzi Vert this Friday, an album from Post Malone next month, and Olivia Rodrigo's second studio album in September. Okay, Rosie, with all this new music, will any artists be going on tour anytime soon? Jake's It's All a Blur tour with 21 Savage comes to New York starting July 17th until July 26th. He'll be performing at both Barclays Center in Brooklyn and Madison Square Garden. Jojo Cat also announced her The Scarlet Tour and will be performing at Barclays Center on November 29th with Ice Spice. Sounds like the next few months will be full of concerts. Thanks for joining us, Rosie. Thank you so much. See you next week. And that's our show for today. But before we go, consider joining us for this year's FUV Boat Experience on August 18th. Join DJs Elisa Ali, Delphine Blue, and Benham Jones for a 90s-inspired night of dancing, trivia, and more. Spots on the cruise around Manhattan usually go fast, so make sure to grab your group of friends and your tickets today on Eventbrite. And don't forget to check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and more. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jaya Joyce. And I'm David Escobar. And that's What's What.